Party to the party. Attempt number two. Attempt number two. Bill forgot to hit the record button, so we've been sitting here talking for two minutes. Perfect. So, um, so once I'll say it again, Bill, this is an ulterior motive because I've been trying to get you to watch this movie since like the first time I ever talked to you. Yeah, this is Daniel's Endgame. What we're talking about yeah. today. This is like one. Of the, was this one, like one of the first times you ever communicated with with me or Annie on the Boy Howdy podcast? Probably. You were like, as as a listener, you were like, hey, have you guys ever watched Babes in Toyland, yeah. the Laurel Hardy version? And we were both like, we've never even heard of that. Yeah. And so here we are, like three years later. Now, a podcast this pretty much generated. Only, you tricked this me. This is the only reason I've ever done this podcast. So, I haven't actually even put any online. Have you? Are you actually a huge fan of this? Or you just thought it yeah. was kind of a weird... No, I, I, I grew up on it, so... Okay. My dad was a gigantic Laurel and Hardy fan. I read a little bit They're about his... this on Wikipedia. I didn't realize this was such a huge staple for a lot of people. This Laurel yeah. and Hardy, 1934, Babes in Toyland. Mm-hmm. Um, is this based off like an existing story? Because you always hear it was, about like there was, there was a, a Disney version of. There Babes was a and 1903 Toyland. operatic version of this that they that was. That's not like thing, based off but, a book or anything, is it? Uh, it's based off the characters are all. Based yeah, off oh, of books it's based off. Like that. I, yeah, I, it makes sense that, that somebody but. would have had some kind of 1903 vaudevillian, like, hey, let's make a little comic yeah. opera about all these characters from a fairy tale yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, but the guy that that. Like um, the producer, uh, 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 Hal Roach, he like wrote up a version of it, and I think it was Laurel was like, eh, "This isn't funny enough. I'll rewrite it." And then Laurel's he gave the skinny that one, right? Hardy's the fat one. I, I always so. get it mixed up, man. They, he, mixed Laurel up. looks like he would be the skinny one, yeah, or vice versa, yeah. Um, um, and Hal Roach, he's the guy who was also the producer. I don't know if he was director, but yeah, he's the guy who made all the uh, a short, the the our, our gang little yeah. rascals bullshit. Um, um, great music. But, I used to have one of the first CDs I ever bought was a CD of Hal Roach, Little Rascals music, yeah. and it was all like, it was all just like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but uh, Laurel was like, "Yeah, this isn't good enough for our comedy styling." So he rewrote it and gave it to Roach, and Roach was like, "Ah, I don't like it." But they wound up using that version. Was anyway. this kind of towards the tail end of uh, Laurel and Hardy being popular? Because weren't they popular like in the twenties? Mm. This is nineteen thirty four. I get the feeling they kind of waned or at least around the start of World it, War II. They, this wasn't quite quite so. I mean, they weren't at the super end yet. They oh, they okay. both they bought they died in like the fifties. Yeah, I looked 50s, that up. Yeah, they so. both died within a couple of years of yeah. each other, like late fifties, early sixties. And uh, but, uh, God damn it! I always picture. Uh, yeah, you always think of Laurel and Hardy as being kind of like yeah, almost nineteen twenties, like you, almost like you, right after silent film, kind of old black. Have and you white. seen much Laurel and Hardy? Couple. I've seen a lot of the the R gang little rascal stuff more than I've okay. seen the Laurel. But I've seen some of. I know their shtick. Like the piano like, movers or the, um, the flying ace ones. I, this may be actually the first Laurel and Hardy movie. The whole thing I've watched. I've oh, seen okay. plenty of clips and stuff. Just from yeah. if you're a movie fan, just watching movie documentaries, you'll see lots of clips from their stuff of just like uh, Laurel. Stan Laurel is the skinny guy, the straight mm-hmm. man, essentially. Fat Stan or Fat Hardy, <laughs> whatever his name was. He's the uh, fat Oliver. guy with the bowl cut. Uh, neither of them are really cool. Oliver Hardy? Techn- technically s- straight yeah, men. They're both stupid. They're both comp- but, uh, comedians. Hardy, Laurel always seems to be the kind of, hmm, he's always kind of, hmm, 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 and it always seems like Hardy's the one who's always kind of getting upset. It's kind of like the Ralph oh, yeah. Cramden, um, 
Who's the other guy who's not Ralph Cramden? <laughs> Dynamic. Norton. Fred Flintstone. Norton! What are you doing, Norton? Yeah. Alice. Man, I can't believe I forgot that because uh, The Honeymooners is one of my yeah. favorite things of all time. Have you watched oh, much Honeymooners? Wife beating. They came out with a DVD box set of that like 15 years ago. It was fucking treasured. Hmm. But yeah, no, that is kind of watching The Honeymooners. You're like, man, they, they came out with a lot of... A lot of laughs out of <laughs> fucking domestic violence all yep. this shit. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, or like, yeah, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. Yeah. Kind of like the myopic dipshit versus kind of like the kind of big guy mm-hmm. yeah, thing. Um, so it was, we can blame Laurel for this. Sure. Well, I don't want to blame. <laughs> um, this is a weird goddamn movie. This is so, it's so weird. I love how weird it is. <laughs> and how, like, you watch it and you're like, man. They didn't give a crap about the workers. They didn't give a crap about the animals. They obviously were like, hey, this is super dangerous. Uh, just I... jump, in, jump in the water with the crocodiles and get weighed down I mean, in like a 50-pound suit. Like before, <laughs> you can tell this is before unions ever became oh, a thing. Yeah, or sure. like, yeah, yeah, animal safety yeah. laws or anything like that. Because this movie... It's kind of creepy in that like 1930s kind of like. Oh, there's some I definite if nightmare. Died during the here. production of this movie, kind of. Uh, well, we'll talk about the injuries in it. Oh, there that were was a, a big of, thing. There were quite a few injuries. There's some pretty fucked up this. rough stunts in this yeah. movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's also. I guess we can start actually start talking about the movie now. There's a monkey in a Mickey Mouse outfit, yeah. which does not monkey does not look like it's having a good that time. Poor monkey man. Oh my so, god. So uh, if this thing opens with a MGM. Screen, splash screen in the lower right hand corner there's also an nra logo yeah what the hell i mean uh, that's got to be some kind of that might be like the vitaphone maybe the recording sound yeah, stuff they I'm, use for this i'm guessing when maybe you see the it's RNRA, not, you're like Whoa. technically nra but a different not the nra, NRA as we yeah know so, it, but, um, uh, so then there's like a, a giant a giant nursery book and like a goose comes waddling out of it, and a lady with a big hat. Again, kind of an angry goose, because, like, I <laughs> yeah, watched... That okay. goose is wearing a hat, and it's all pissed <laughs> and off. And it's got dander fluffing off yeah. of it, and it's just kind of like, eh, Unhappy you can tell goose. they just... They just went to the slaughterhouse, just... grabbed a goose real quick, <laughs> yeah. before like somebody, taking it back to the somebody slaughterhouse. Somebody just put their foot on it and shoved it out of the book. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, um, and... I do. There's they spent some money on this thing. Oh yeah, because there's sure. like the props and the sets and the costumes. They like this is not just bullshit. Like, it was, they it built was, a giant book it was, for a lady to walk out. It was the of. biggest indoor set like ever constructed. There was a cavern set. Yeah, which I felt like we oh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they they slowly zoom in on Mother Goose who's singing a song that's utterly forgettable. Yeah. Uh, and unintelligible. Okay, yes. so I oh, started. Yeah, absolutely. I started watching this. There's you can watch this whole thing for free, black and white on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube problem has it's really compressed, so not only the visuals hard to see, but the sound. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean it's an old 1930s recording of a lady singing opera to begin with, so it's already going to be kind of rough to hear exactly what she's saying. But on the mm-hmm. YouTube version, it just comes out. so i was like oh my god so uh i had to poke around on the internet dumpster i found a super high res but unfortunately colored version of the movie which i always for this kind of stuff you want to watch the original version of this but i thought it was worth the trade-off of seeing a colorized version for seeing it i could actually hear and listen i own the dvd of it and uh it's colorized so the first thing i did once i put the dvd in it was turn the color off on my tv oh that's actually smart (laughs) just be like oh shit i could did not at all. TV yeah, oh, I was man. like, no, oh, okay. no, not gonna watch this colorized version. They did a perfect satire of it on The Simpsons colorization theater, and yeah. like all everybody's skin is like purple, like oh yeah. Because they never do the gradients. They just like will take someone's flesh and just make it pink. Without, and like, like I was thinking, like I was yeah. thinking a, a couple months or a year ago or something like. 
I wonder if colorizations got any better because it was terrible in the nineties. The colorization then, version then I, saw, I saw was two thousand six. And then I saw an ad for like uh, Shirley Temple movies colorized, and it still looked like well, freaking hot garbage. It's the technology. I'm sure has only got made it so they can colorize faster, but not yeah. better. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that terrible. doesn't seem like a R and D kind of thing that yeah. people are investing. Like Steve Jobs isn't sitting there thinking, you know what, we need to figure out a way to colorize shit better. You mm-hmm. know? So, um, so they slowly zoom in on Mother Goose, and it's obvious they didn't have steady cams yet because it's oh, person's it's bobbing like, and weaving all over as they slowly they walk towards her. on a skateboard with a, like a camera, like yeah, yeah. It's just, or, or the camera operator is drunk. Like, yeah, and this is like mid This is this is less than a decade after the invention of like sound film, so things are still pretty rickety. Yeah, I mean we're like we've we've only been doing this podcast for a couple months, and we've done a lot of 1930s between the Frankenstein yeah. movies we've watched, the Old Dark House. There were a lot of important movies during that period. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them aren't made very yeah. well. Even by that standards, that time yeah. standard seems a little rough. Um, anyway, yeah. And then Hated the um, Diddle, we get some terrifying images of, like, the cat and the fiddle. Oh, my God. That costume this is... is... <laughs> oh, the, one of my first notes is uh, I started taking a note, and suddenly my notes just evolved into, holy shit, this is where that evil puppet cat gif came from. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> If you've spent it, I thought it was a puppet, but I guess it's a... Uh, it's, it's a, a guy in a suit, suit yeah. but I've always seen this black and white animated gif of like uh, uh, this fucked up what looked like a cat puppet <laughs> playing like the violin or the cello or something yeah. like that. No, it's, it's from fiddle. this movie. It's a guy in a cat suit uh-huh. and turns out like uh, he's a running gag throughout this movie because he's in Mortal Kombat with his fucking mouse mm-hmm. and it's a capuchin monkey, obviously just a monkey and a yeah. Mickey mouse, not just well, a mouse yeah, We'll get to the mouse. I, oh, okay, I, I thought, We okay. haven't quite got there yet because it's just... They're, they're, oh, this is the idyllic flipping, opening. Yeah. yeah, they're flipping through the pages of the books and showing all the characters like Little Bo Which Peep I actually really like, and yeah. Tom Tom. And it's full motion the video. Pied Piper, yeah. It's and, all, yeah. And uh, uh, Ollie and Stan sleeping in their bed. Or, yeah, uh, Man. blowing a, a feather up. And I like that as they blow the feather, you can see like the guy who has it on the string, his arm shadow <laughs> on the left side of the screen <laughs> moving back and um, forth. Man, this happens to me every fucking year around Christmas because I inevitably watch something where someone's sleeping in a sleeping cap. And I'm like, yeah. man, sleeping cap scene, awesome. Why do I have a sleeping cap? I know they had sleeping caps in the olden days because no one had yeah. furnaces and heats and you needed a hat while you're asleep because you die of fucking pneumonia. <laughs> but man, I'm like, oh yeah. Every time when I, I watch this or Twas the Night Before Christmas. When I was like uh, five or six, my mom made me pajamas and made me a little sleeping cap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I got no use because who Wait, the fuck well, you're wants five to or six? <laughs> sleep? Who wants a sleeping but that, cap? If I'm going to adopt a weird old timey affectation, sleeping cap seems to be like a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, so. So then yeah. we go into Toyland, and Toyland has some fucking serious gates on it like they've got spikes fucking and shit spectacular <laughs> fucking what don't was... say what it is, but they're trying to keep something out of Toyland. That's for oh, sure. I didn't think about that because. I just finished watching this five minutes before we started yeah. recording, so I'm already so, having... And you'll have um, forgotten half of the things that I'll talk about. There sure. is... Part of the reason why this movie strikes me as so creepy is the amusement park I went to all the time as a kid. It was Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And when I visited this park all the time as a kid, it was the 80s. And still half of the attractions and everything there still had uh, statues and just just bits of set and stuff made in the 1930s that they'd mm. never gotten rid of because it was a poor little park and I guess the, whoever owned the park maybe they were old too and they just didn't feel like upgrading in the 90s they got rid of everything and modernized the whole park yeah. but in the 80s it was still like like 
kind of patched over and half decaying stuff from the 1930s yeah. stuff that looked like stuff from this movie and like the big door like this the 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 the, the big statue like the not even statues but whatever this the, the faces sculpted on the oh, yeah, doors yeah. to toyland the creepy ass faces which you only see in kind of like 1930s movies yeah. there's a very kind of specific i don't know what was going on in the drinking water in america in yeah 1930s, i don't know i don't like, know if that stuff was super creepy in the 30s as well that's why you or wonder because it's supposed to be if happy it became and creepy but like, and everything else in this is just like everyone's just. It's. I mean, it's. It's. We're. We're. We're the last from the first people to point out. Hey, shit! An old black and white movie is kind of creepy. <laughs> this kind of. And this movie isn't totally creepy, but it just. Has it's that creepier edge of than creepiness. any of the creepy quote unquote. 30s movies we've watched yeah exactly far. yeah this is actually more of a fucked up movie than old dark, yeah. dark house or anything like that but yeah so yeah this is the show that starts yeah. off the, the the doors to toyland open you just you see the uh population of yeah toyland we go through some people like um a bunch of a little, little jack corners the guy puts his yeah, thumb in it by he's all no thank you fucking uh, uh, there's some lady comes out of her door like she's living in a windmill and she's got this like I don't know, it's supposed to be like the queen of hearts but like it's she's got a drawing on her door of like the heart shaped faced lady on it yeah and just like and this is when you see like the cat and the mouse doing their fucking yeah and that's poor fucking monkey oh my gosh yeah uh, monkey throwing a brick at the cat's head which I realize yeah. must be a crazy cat reference because Maybe, yeah. that's the that's, that's the, the whole joke of the crazy cat comic strip back in the 1930s was cat just always throwing bricks yeah. at the cats unless that, maybe that's from the story or something like that maybe there's like an old-timey story that they're both why well, don't the cat the cat is just the cat and the fiddle hey there's a little cat and the fiddle yeah but for some reason the, the uh, a mickey mouse yeah. monkey yeah throws <laughs> bricks oh. this, this 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 gonna be a little disjoint of an episode even more than usual because there's not much plot to this there's a lot of crazy imagery. <laughs> it is like a waking fever dream. Yeah. I don't want to oversell it because you watch it, you probably will be more bored than anything else. But still, especially me watching the colorized version, mm. it was like really like I felt like I had too much cough medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like, they were Whoa. like, hey, Bob, what should we make the this thing? What what color should we put on it? He's like, I don't know, puce. Well, even then, the guy in the monk, the, the, well, the guy in the, the 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 cat in the fiddle suit isn't that bad. The sculpting of the the cat suit is uh-huh. kind of horrifying. But then he decides to stick his tongue through the cat costume's mouth a couple times just to get. I don't know why, but it's just extra. Like, what the? F- ah, no. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. Well, then after we we feel bad for this poor monkey, we get the 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 fucking. Uh, three little pigs and their horrifyingness. The one of my notes is how the fuck did the midget in a pig suit brushing his teeth not becoming an anime gift too? Because <laughs> it's like obviously a guy in a yeah. pig suit, so it looks like he's wearing a like a pig skin. Yeah, and you can see his human eyes through the mask, yeah. but he's like brushing the mask's teeth, <laughs> and the mask is kind of like wobbling and not sticking to his face. It's some fucking mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill to uh, fucking oh yeah, Silence of the Lambs. For bullshit. sure, these don't look like three little pigs. These look like. Three dudes that killed Three and midgets skinned. who skin pigs, <laughs> skin and then pigs. put c- yeah. cute cartoon costumes on top of that. So we get like we are introduced to the old lady who lived in a shoe, yeah, sending her kids off to school. And Bo Peep is one of her kids, apparently. Yeah, I never quite understand because she's got a vested interest in protecting Bo Peep. Maybe she's just nice or something. Uh, like that. I think at some point, like Bo Peep calls her mom. She was big enough that she could rent out rooms to Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> she's like, "Don't lose those sheep again." And Bo Peep's like, "I won't." And you know, Bo Peep, she gonna lose her. She sheep. gonna fucking. She know what she fucking doing. She it's got no, issues. It's no wonder uh, the old lady can't afford rent because her child can't keep a job straight. 
Yeah, and she keeps on feeding these goats and sheep and shit that get lost, and then they end up having to pay for search party, and then they find them. And yeah. oh god, she ends up having to pay so much <laughs> to the local government for all these like search and fraud- rescue yeah, missions, fraudulent search and rescue missions. Yeah. yeah. So um, then we 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 meet the the villain of the movie Barnaby, who's the evilest man in town. Yeah. Uh, Who, I'm looking up a little bit about this. I guess it's supposed to be coded anti. Uh, what's it when you hate the Jews? Anti-Semitic? Anti-Semitic, which I guess. I don't know if, like, he's based off an anti-Semitic story, but people have pointed out that, like, his makeup is kind of like big nose and just kind of like his affectations are supposed to be, like, 1930s code for, like, Jewishness, I guess. Mm, I, I, I didn't get that. Again, we're far enough removed from that that, like, I was like, With, I just had know, to take that. You, he just seemed like a bad guy. Yeah, I don't know if I don't, Silas I don't get that a Jewish because, name or something. But. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't see that because stereotypes were not subtle back then if yeah. they were gonna make him a stereotype of like a jewish person yeah. for 1930s they could you have no you would have known i mean fucking breakfast timothy's yeah 30 years after this yeah, yeah they yeah, they, yeah there was white, no, white people have no there. problem fucking. Yeah. like i saw some people this jumping ahead a little bit but like there was also some people suspecting that the boogeymen were supposed to be like african-american just because like yeah, kind of no. like exaggerated features but no they're just kind of green swamp guys but they're yeah. not like um yeah um yeah, no, because Barnaby, the reason he's like is the villain in the movie is uh, Roach went to a theater and saw this horrible, evil old man in the play, and was like, "Give me that, give me I that want guy, that old man, I want yeah. that old man for the for my movie." And then uh, I need him to molest some toys for <laughs> then, me. So they got the actor. He came to Roach's studio, and some twenty-one-year-old dude strolled into oh, the yeah. studio, and Roach was like. You're not. This is what he said. He said, "You're not that old son of a bitch I saw on the stage last night." And he took some convincing, yeah. but it turns out this guy like motherfucker is called this, acting. It's called yeah. stage makeup. Like yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, this dude is only he's he's actually four years younger than Tom Tom. Oh wow! So Silas Martyr is actually like a young guy. Yeah, he's actually like 21 in this movie. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, yeah, he's probably the youngest. Yeah, well, almost like the youngest guy on the stage at that point. Yeah, Shit. and so, so aside from like, the monkeys and the pigs, his his music that plays like anytime he's around. Yeah. It's kind of my internal evil music that I <laughs> what hear. What is it? I don't even it's remember it. It's just dun, 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 So it's just Jewish Jaws. <laughs> well, I I'm wouldn't... assuming, I guess, yeah, I guess it's anti-Semitic, <laughs> no. but yeah. I, I, um, uh, yeah, that's just uh, anytime I think about evil music, that's kind of what pops oh, okay. in the mind. Um, so he goes in and it's like they, they get a lot of mileage out of the Laurel and Hardy theme in this movie too. Because if anything else is not going on, it's always just like do 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 like whatever the Laurel and Hardy theme is, it's just mm-hmm. constantly playing in the background. But yeah. um, um, he goes into old old lady's shoe and is like, "Hey yo, give me my mortgage. It's due by the end of the day, and if you don't, you're kicking your ass out on the street." And, you know, Toyland seems like kind of a joyous, happy place. It's like, why do you keep this guy around? Yeah, how has this guy not got fucked and defended the crocodiles already? Because yeah. he's like the one stone stone, and everyone's fucking shit. Yeah, he's the bee in everyone's bonnet. Yeah, yeah, nobody likes this guy. But he, he's... I'm assuming he must have had, like, a, his parents die, and he was pretty cool until one day his heart just broke, and he just turned into... And no one could... No one had the balls to be like, you know, Larry, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but before he does... Before he, he demands Morgan, she goes and, like, hey, Bo Peep. Would you like to marry me? Yeah. Let's get married. And she's like, ew, gross, no. Yeah. And he's like, I'll get you to marry me one way or another. It's and only that's... Biff Tannen, 
Lorraine Baines kind of Back to the Future attitude, yeah. <laughs> and there's a point. I would, mil- would marry you for a million dollars. Yeah, there's a point where like she goes no, and there's a sheep, and it like bells at him, and he's like bah! and it's obviously <laughs> somebody's got their ha- hand like gripped on the sheep and yeah, just yanks sure. it off the screen. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> a poor fucker sheep. Um, I noted that uh, the makers. Have you still not seen toys? I saw toys the in the Robin theater. It's terrible. Uh, I wouldn't call it a comedy because it ain't kind of like this movie though. I, I the, the makers of that movie, I suspect, were fans of this movie because there's a lot of uh, like grinning paper mache heads on top of everything in Toyland, kind of like the factory in Toys, and kind of mm. like psychotic, creepy happiness. Yeah, there's something a little bit like there's a little bit of shared DNA between this movie and the end Toys, which I should like is a good thing because Toys is one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Mm. But um, it's a whole weird movie to watch for Christmas. Yeah. I know it's got toys and stuff like that. Yeah, anyway. Well, like I said, um, it's technically not a Christmas movie, but they started playing it like in the 80s and I can stuff see why, yeah. On television during Christmas time, so it became a Christmas movie. I wonder if they showed the colorized version more than anything else, I'm assuming so. I remember both. Yeah. So. I mean, you know what, in retrospect, because, you know, every Christmas I'd go over to my old folks' place, and they always had shit like this playing on TV, so I'm sure I probably fell asleep while trying to watch part of this at my grandma's yeah. house in like 1987 or something mm-hmm. like that but yeah of course I, I don't remember any of that but yeah uh, go ahead. so then laurel and hardy come down uh get on the stairs and they're like oh oh what's wrong and she's like oh gonna lose the mortgage on the house he's like We'll have none of that. Go upstairs and get get my savings. See, I like how uh, the Hardy takes command. He's like, I've got the situation yeah. handled. Laurel, get my shit. And and I'll go. I'll talk to the toy maker. And when I tell him what a rat Barnaby is being, he'll give me the full loan. Why he and I are just like that. And he crosses his fingers. His <laughs> fat little fingers. <laughs> yeah. Little sausage fingers. Right. Like, well, which one of those is you? Well, which one of those am I? <laughs> You've really seen this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and, but, um, uh, I love their costumes because they look like hobo, like munchkins, yeah, too. Yeah. Stanley, Stanley brings down his a cup, which is supposed to have his money in it, but he mm-hmm. takes it out and, like, looks at a piece of paper and, like, he reaches over and, like, turns it <laughs> the right way around. Yeah. There's a uh, lot of good vaudeville and stage it's got acting. An in this IOU, movie. a buck 48, which is, like, that's, like, what five hundred dollars in today's money? Yeah, you could fucking murder. You could you could hire someone to murder someone else for a buck fifty eight back then. Um, yeah. yeah. So he's like, "Hey, what did you do with all my money? Well, I needed them to buy more peewees. I lost my last couple playing with Tom Tom down in the park." And, and it is like, confusing because what the fuck is a peewee? Yeah. You very find you find out for a good five minute sequence what a peewee yeah. is. So yeah. what is this peewees? Oh, so you want to know? Well, yes, I've paid for them. <laughs> I should know. So he gets out this, basically a fat dowel that's been sharpened on both ends. Yeah. He puts it on. Especially the... if you take a crayon, a big fat yeah. crayon, and sharpen it on both sides. Yeah. yeah. And he puts it on the ground, takes out a stick, whacks it so it flips up, and then hits it in midair. And, it and that takes it. You know what? That takes some talent. Yeah, but it spins through the air and like yeah, rings back to it. Yeah, fucking Pee Wee Playhouse style, yeah. And I like it. He says... Uh, he's like, I want to try that. And he's like, anything you can do, I can do better. And he's like, uh-uh. And he's like, what? This and he does, he does, like, stops. he reaches up, touches, Oh, he does touches. a great, yeah. He swaps, yeah. swaps, touching his nose with his right hand and his ear with his left hand to the other side. Yeah, that makes for poor radio, but your description is accurate. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> what they're doing, like, the movie kind of stops for them just to do, like, their, like, shtick. Like, and then as he a duo, does the yeah. burp, 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 where he, he like, Put, has, your, ha- put yeah. your hands together and have your middle fingers pointing up and down. Yeah. 
and he's like, get out of here, and he tries to do it a bunch of times, keeps missing, and oh, vaudeville humor. Yeah, Hardy, there, there's a good two minutes of Hardy just trying to hit a wooden dowel with a stick on the yeah. ground and missing, and that's like... <laughs> yeah. Can't I forget imagine which why one of the kids aren't raptured by this movie. Which these one of days. them does it? But eventually they did do hit it again. But it Laurel knocks off, does it just to show yeah, that he can do it. He pops yeah. it up in the and, and do, like, it knocks yeah. off Barnaby's hat. So Barnaby comes over and, and a weird bunch of jump edits because Barnaby suddenly turns around and starts like <laughs> heading towards the camera. And then it, yeah. I just like kind of gets a little like, "What? What's going on here? Like he's gonna eat them or what?" Yeah, but so then they, he starts coming he, over. He takes the stick and breaks it over his knee that they were hitting the thing with, and then like uh, 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 all these got. Just he's got a what we now call a Hitler stash, but it was in style at the time. You know he had it. Uh, Charlie Chaplin had five it five years before anyone invaded Poland. Yeah. It was still yeah. But he reaches up and pulls out a bunch of the hair, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. and he sprinkles it on the ground. It's like, ugh. But don't worry because Stanley bends down and puts it on the tip of his finger and puts it back. Yeah. Then they go into the toy shop for work, and this toy maker. What's wrong with him? He is angry, fuck. This like he's he's angrier than Barnaby, and is Barnaby's he, the nastiest man in town. Being in close proximity to the Laurel and Hardy, like just gonna turn you into a rotten asshole in this I town. I guess because they come in and he's like, "You're right." This is the toy maker in Noah Toyland. Yeah. This is, this guy should be the goddamn mayor, not the fucking king. But this, you think this guy would be? <laughs> he would be the god of this place. It's right three now. minutes late. Like, get to work. It's it's like, like, whoa. Whoa. Well, aren't you going to ask him about the money? Not now. He's in a bad mood. Well, you, you know, he's like, he's like, well, you ask him. And he's like, oh, toy maker. What? <laughs> oh, he's got something he wants to ask you. <sighs> threw him under the bus. Um, yeah. Did the, did uh, the toy maker get tricked into his job by a genie? <laughs> that, yeah, I was like, how did he even get that I job? Don't, I don't know, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, wait. Is this is this when Santa shows up? A little bit after this. Oh, okay. um, first, we like Bo Peep has shockingly lost her sheep. Oh, this cuts back out to her. Yeah, and Peter yeah. Pan's trying to like help her. <laughs> he's dressed like Peter Pan. Who is it's that guy? Tom Tom. Tom Tom the Who. The, I think he's the Pied Piper. Uh, or something like uh, that. But he's dressed like Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that was this was before like Peter Pan was a household name. I think. Yeah. But, uh, That's true. Yeah, this is only twenty years after. Actually, yeah. exactly after twenty years after the debut, or thirty years after the debut of Peter Pan uh, stage. Why? How you doing? Yeah, I, I like I, this. And then there's a forgettable song where they're all walking around singing about something. This is one I, I had remember. to jump to because on the YouTube version, the sound cuts out here, and not just for a second, but like I was like, maybe there's not sound for the rest of this. I need to find another version yeah. this quick. And so yeah. Um, well, you didn't miss much because the songs. No, kind of most of the songs drab. in this movie are sung by Peter Pan and Bo Peep, and yeah. they're just unintelligible. Just like I love you. <laughs> they have nothing to do with the plot. It's it's only yeah. like vaudevillian. Well, they're like, opera. They're, they're like operatic penny opera and stuff. It's bullshit. And, yeah. Uh, um, well, he did work for the Metropolitan Opera, I think. Who? Peter Tom Pan? Tom. Tom Tom? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's dead now, right? Oh, for sure. Fuck him. All these people are dead. I'm pretty sure there's not a... a <laughs> what are you talking about? Even the youngest person in this movie is born hope, like 1912. The only thing, person I hope is alive from this is the, that for, poor monkey, because that monkey should have lived on caviar and... God, yeah. And fucking yachts for the rest of his Jesus life. Jesus came down and said, you know what, Jesus, monkey. <laughs> you've earned I, an extra hundred years. You're the new Doctor Who. You're going to give you 12 regenerations because this first one didn't work out. 
Um, so so eventually, like the whole town goes looking for this bitch's sheep because she can't keep. Yeah, I didn't like, remember uh, this, eye yeah. on them. Um, oh, and then they do find the sheep, and there's whole just kind of like, oh, we found your sheep. And she's all, like worried. There's and... a line in the song that's uh, it was the black sheep that led them astray. It's like why it gotta be a black sheep leads them astray. It's a little yeah. yeah. Uh, although if that's the most racist <laughs> this movie gets, assuming that Silas Marner isn't a racist character, neither I don't are get the, that. We need to stop mentioning men. that because that sounds like people are. And we also spent so much time talking about racist shit in the last two episodes of this with that breakfast and Tiffany's yeah. what else what was the other thing anyway anyway it's uh, almost like going back to research old timey stuff you run into a lot of races yeah yeah um but um, uh tom tom t- starts talking is like why you lost them five times yesterday isn't it bo peep her feet and shackles in this too don't they well yeah he, he like he likes well no he puts her feet in shackles and is like uh what is it He's like, you're not moving from there until you admit you like me or something like oh, that. Okay, that's what it is. Which, uh, that's, that's some 50 Shades of, shades of <laughs> fucking gray shit right yeah, yeah. Um, But he's like, you lost him five team times last week and four times before that. It's like, I don't think she's good at her job. I think she's pretty no, terrible she's at fucking her again. job. Shit uh, in Toyland's pretty lax. <laughs> I mean, lax enough to let Silas Marner and fucking... Uh, toy maker around, but I guess it's, it's just yeah. yeah. So they get all snuggly with each other, yeah. and then all of a sudden their whole toy town standing behind them, and they're like, oh, and then they have their sheep with them, and the sheep just looks sad. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, again, they're live at, sheep, and they're yeah, just like, oh. they're looking at. The, I I think they're supposed to because she's like, you hang your head in shame, yeah. but. I think these sheep were just hanging their heads because they're like, fuck. Well, they know they're gonna end up on the craft surface table here, at the end of the fuck. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get another, some more monkey, and the monkey is just, it, like, keeps putting its head on the ground and, like, clapping its hand. It's like, this monkey does not want to, it looks like it's gonna die, wearing a mask. It's just, like, clapping and say, okay, can I have my snack and go Why couldn't you have just had it be a monkey? Why'd you have to have it be a mouse? Capuchin monkeys are great. It's, it's, like, again, specifically weird, too, it's specifically a Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's dressed like the crummy, scary Mickey Mouse costume they put people in for the first couple years Disneyland open. Except it's tiny monkey size, yeah. so it's even creepier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can even see like the fur from its tail sticking out from like they oh, g- yeah. give it like a, the rat's tail sheath. Yeah, you can hear uh, you can you can hear it be like, "Kill me, <laughs> kill me!" I was like, "This fucking poor monkey." Send <laughs> me my sight, night so, so then we go back to the the toy maker's place, and yeah. like Santa comes in, and is like, "How are things going?" And the toy maker's putting on a face where he's like oh i'm uh, happy happy hey i'm a happy man um so he's like how are my soldiers coming along my 600 like, one foot tall soldiers <laughs> well, we'll go get them just push the button on the no he's not the one that says it's, it's hard he's like just don't pick him up just reach around and push the button on the back yeah because they and crack open a big like fucking crate, toy coffin yeah. and yeah and there's a soldier inside a wooden soldier that walks out and says like oh, that's great it's not what i ordered you though fucked up where's my receipt <laughs> He just backhands the toy maker. That's not what I ordered. This is what I got for subletting my walk to fucking Toyland bullshit. Is Santa gonna have to cut a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) You think Toyland just exists right outside of Santa's castle and this is where he just throws all the reject assholes from his kingdom and then just like left to stew in their own devices? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, that's not what I ordered. I ordered 600 soldiers at one foot high. They're like, oh, I wrote down 100 
The soldiers are Yeah, Hardy's all like, size. oh, shit. And the toy man goes, hey, you're through! You're fired! Kapuski, get out Which, of here! to be fair... That's a pretty big fuck-up. <laughs> granted, if you're dealing... I'm gonna say hundred, like d- making a hundred six foot tall soldiers. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah. But I mean, Santa's that like, means five hundred of his kids are gonna go. How can I give those to children? They're too big. I'm like, you know, Mama might appreciate some six foot tall soldiers. Depending on yeah, how you do. No, 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 no. They've been slacked and liquored and so he's like, like listening brown mahogany. So they, uh, they go to try to put the soldier back, and it just starts walking around and destroying everything. And Santa's like, oh, oh, he fucks, oh, yeah, he's, he's just Santa fucking loves the senseless destruction. This gets weirdly close to Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Weird Santa yeah. territory where Santa he just like don't fall, give a fuck. He falls in a drum. He just like, laughs. Oh, 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 oh. Also, in the colorized version. <laughs> They color the soldiers' ankles to look like bare feet, so it looks like he's just got Ugh. bare feet inside these like base. Like, do you think they were trying to movie. make it brass? But color I don't know. Well? But like, so like the toy soldier, instead of having feet, his feet just end in this like round wooden base, but yeah. then splits in half to act kind of like act as feet. And yeah, the colorized version looks extra creepy because eventually, yeah, it just looks like a dude in bare feet with like giant like kind of like half moon shaped boots. Kinda. Yeah, let's see. You know. So they get fired and like. um... The old lady in the shoe, Barnaby, comes in and is like, where's my money, bitch? Oh, this is the best part of the and whole movie. And she sees, she sees them coming home, and she's like, you'll have your money They're, in a moment. They have packages with them, too. What? I can't remember. I'm guessing those are, like, their lunches. Or something like that. But they do have, like, it looks like they're bringing sacks of money. Yeah, but it's yeah, just... They mid- come skipping back and... Bindles and And she's all like... Uh-huh. She gets all smug, yeah. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you like- want your fucking money? <laughs> and they show up, and they're like, we don't have the money. And she's like, motherfucker. Fucker. She's like, maybe you shouldn't have relied on two almost, you know, brain fucking dead, crack ass, <laughs> fucking brain dead idiot. Maybe you should have sold one of your children. Since, Remedial fuckers. Since yeah. you have so many children, you don't know what to do. Just sell I one of your kids so, yeah. to to the sausage maker or something. Uh, oh man, it's the weirdest facts of life episode ever. <laughs> yeah. So they send Barnaby out and they start trash talking to me. Comes back in and hits Ollie on the head. Yeah. And. It's a good knock. Kind of random violence, too. Yeah. uh, So, I do like the scene after that where he's like, open that window. And they open the window and hmm, motions for it. And he gets a a rolling pin and sets it down and does his peewee hit to it. Oh, yeah. And knocks it out and knocks Barnaby down. And the thing I really like about 1940s vaudevillian actors is when they fall... They, oh, they fucking, fucking fall. Because they're playing to the rafters, so yeah, they want to make sure you know that they took a fucking tumble. Yeah. yeah. You, you you might have lost a tooth, but damn it, you sold that shit. You made those two people laugh in the <laughs> very last fucking row. Yeah, because yeah. Barnaby takes a header into like a, a flower bed, and man... <laughs> He goes down hard. I was like, yeah, he stands back Barnaby. up, and his actual bone is sticking out of his arm. But he's laughing; everyone's laughing. It's just a good time it's in Toyland. Um, and yeah. I, I, I do love the. Uh, um, it's his kind of his staple. The uh, uh, Stanley smiling and scratching the top of his head. Yeah, making that kind of moon face, like. Yeah. Um, where are we here? So then they decide that in order to fix the situation. They got to steal the money from yeah, Silas. Yeah, well, no, no. They got to get, they're like, he's got the, the mortgage to the place. If we can just get that. Oh, so they're going to steal the mortgage. Yeah, they're going to okay, steal the mortgage. I, I was wondering, like, if they're going to steal the cash and give it to me. <laughs> you think no. Silas would realize where it came from. Yeah, well, they, they, did, they, they, did they just... To, they did try to pickpocket when he was leading, but. Oh, that's right, yeah. He had a rat trap in his Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. All, Which I actually thought was kind of cute. A big rat trap to catch a big rat. <laughs> 
And Barnaby, man, he's chewing up all the scenery. He's obviously a theatrical actor because he does huge facial expressions. And because the actor playing him sixteen, he's got all the energy yeah. in the world to like fucking go go uh, fucking over the moon with this shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they decide they need the paper document of the mortgage that'll fix everything if they could steal that back. Yeah. So they, So uh, you see two giant doors. And, like, uh, Stanley pushes it open and pushes out a cart with a giant box in it. And I like the fact that he goes inside, closes the giant door, and then comes out through the smaller door. Yeah. When he could have just closed it from the outside. It's little, it's it's little, little things like that. Oh, that's vaudeville kind of that, stick. Yeah. yeah, just like, yeah, that, dumb yeah, dumb bits of logic like that. Yeah, um, so they're like, so, so what's the plan? And he's like, well, you take me over to Barnaby's, and, one, you know, once I'm inside, I'll f- come out of the box and find the mortgage. And that'll solve everything. Now not, this, the, not the greatest plan in the world. Now kind this of, scene is why kind it's, of a stupid idea. Well, yeah, that's the kind of stupid guys involved in the story. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene is pretty much why this is considered a Christmas movie. I'm assuming. I, uh, well, that and Santa Claus are. Well, Santa Claus does show up. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, crocodiles up. and boogeymen don't really speak as yeah. Christmas to me. But yeah. But they go up and ring the doorbell, and it's like. Barnaby's like, "What do you want?" He's like, and, "I will bought you a Christmas gift." And he's like, "In July." Well, we like to get our shopping done early. Yeah, and and Silas also lives in a fucking dungeon. He lives in a fucking creepy ass castle. Yeah, I yeah, mm, yeah. It's it kind is. Of, no, I'm, I was gonna say it's kind of crooked. <laughs> so he might be the crooked man who lives in the crooked house, but I don't think he's crooked enough. To is, is that not the thing he comes from? Like he bought a crooked cat and bought a yeah, bought but a crooked sixpence or something. Yeah, like but I think the house is just crooked to look evil. Yeah, Tim Burton got in there and yeah. fucked everything up. Yeah. Um. So, so, yeah, they bring in the Christmas present. They bring the Christmas present inside, and uh, Stanley, like, good night, Ollie. <laughs> that's the way they bust themselves. is the fucking stupidest. He's like, like really, that's it. Good night, Stanley. And they're like, oh, and he pieces out. So Barnaby yeah. opens. Because Hardy like, pops oh, his head yeah. out of the package. The and package, it's like, goodbye, And he Lord. looks at him, and then shrinks back down. Um, <sighs> so the next scene is them uh, being convicted of of burglary. They've found, been found guilty of burglary, which they didn't burgle anything. No, they just kind of snuck in. Yeah, they, one, one of them, yeah, one one of them snuck them, in on One of them snuck yeah. in um, with intention to burgle, I guess, but yeah. they didn't actually burgle anything. So they have been sentenced to dunking and exile forever to bogeyland. I'm like, holy oh. shit, this is the... Uh, the punishment for burglary? Uh-huh. What do they do for murderers? Well, I. It's funny because my like uh, I noted that I actually thought the dunking was actually kind of a good idea because it's not really going to hurt anyone unless the dunk men don't fuck it up or the equipment breaks, <laughs> which does become a problem. Assuming this works correctly, assuming imagine you got busted for like crime you could spend years in jail for, wouldn't just being dunked in a pool be yeah. like? I'd take that. That's fine. That's totally yes. cool. As long as I know they're not going to fucking actually drown my ass. So we get old yeah. King Cole, who was a merry old soul. A merry old soul. Is that King Cole? Is that yeah, him? that's King, old King Cole. Because I just, oh, he's the king. Because he's, al- he's always jolly and laughing. Okay, so he's old yeah. King Cole. Um, uh, so he's like, uh, you better give me a watch. It would be a shame if anything happened to it. You don't want to get it all wet. And he's like, that's a good idea. The so hands on the watch and it's like, hmm, I wonder if anything's going to happen to that <laughs> exactly, watch. Yeah. Uh, so they start dunking uh, uh, the, the Ollie into the, the water, and then everything goes tits up. The um, rope breaks that the executioners are dunking them with. He goes on around. drowning for a good five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody starts freaking out, and <laughs> you get you get uh, Stanley's like classic. 
oh, 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 like panic sounds that he does so well. Uh, you need to do a live one person live production of this whole thing, yeah. And so well, so like the townsfolk start like they jump up and grab the back of the uh, lever thing that like they're dunking him with and pull back yeah, down. Yeah, it's a giant so he, seesaw. Yeah, so he comes back up above the water, but then the wood on that breaks and, and he goes back down. down. So and then every, like he climbs out of the pool, which it looks to be only like three feet deep. Oh, of course, so yeah. he could have just stood up. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because it's not like his legs are bound or anything. Like he's kind of strapped in the chair by the, by his chest. But yeah, uh, and nobody yeah. knows. Like everybody's freaking out. Nobody's Again, noticing it. It's almost like nothing to it's do with the plot. Like, this is still just more just hijinks. Yeah, Toyland like. It's almost like the their officials are incompetent or something. Uh, yeah, this is why Santa kicked everyone fucking out. This is why they're like, he's just like, you know, you guys, I'm taking all the retards of my kingdom. And just yeah. You guys are just having your own little weird suburb outside the castle. So eventually um, he gets out of the water and uh, uh, Bo Peep is like to Barnaby, is there anything we can do? Oh, and before that, you know, uh, she had agreed to marry Tom Tom and he's like, the future Mrs. Tom Tom. Uh, earlier in the movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. But at this point, um, he's like, marry me and I'll let, I'll drop all charges. <laughs> is this how he actually, because, okay, yes. Yeah, so, oh, she's okay. like, she's like, fine, I'll marry you. I think I was taking notes at this specific point, so I forgot how this actually sets up the next, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, she's like, fine, I'll marry you if you won't exile them and, you know, give the mortgage to, to, yeah, to the house. Yeah, just solve everything. Yeah, just yeah. solve everything. You need I'll, to fuck me that bad I'll marry water, your old shit. ass, your yeah, old 21-year-old to... ass. Uh and so he's like, oh, Kinko, I, I, I drop all charges. <laughs> um, so then, uh, so Ollie's not going to, or, or Stanley's not going to get dunked in the water. And he's like, you're not going to get wet, huh? And Ollie pushes him in the water because he's a vindictive fuck. Yeah. And he's like, Stanley, and holds up his watch. <laughs> and the watch is soaked. And everybody in town is like, ha, 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 ha. your priceless heirloom <laughs> is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, no, nothing nothing relevant to the plot other than just shit happening. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of relevant. Well, a little bit. Like, it, it, this leads to the fact that, yeah, Silas. Yeah, the next thing, you know, they're getting married and whatnot. Which and is actually, I thought. For some reason, this Barn- is a funny scene. Barnaby has a little person in his servitude. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. Which I think is one of the, there's, um, that's an Italian dwarf. I think he's on the cover of a Tom Waits album, Swordfish Trombones. I think it's that guy. Mm, okay. Uh, well. I think, well, there's also, like, there's, if, if that's the same guy from Freaks, Todd Browning's Freaks, which was made, like, two years before this, I think that's the yeah. same. Anyway, I'm just saying, throw that you're out there. You're just saying. Uh, um, yeah, you only see his, like, little servant for one scene, too. No, two scenes. Is it? Okay, yeah. No. But it's the wedding day, blah, 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 some stuff happens, uh... And then little Bo Peep shows up with um, Stanley or Ollie, not Stanley, and with the big veil on. I'm like, wow, you can't see it through that veil at all. I wonder yeah, if Stanley's it's not. Yeah, Stanley's the tall, wonder, the skinny guy. I yeah. wonder if it's not going to be her yeah. underneath there. Totally so opaque veil. Yeah. They get married, and he's yeah, like, no. "Aren't you forgetting something?" And he the... hands him the mortgage, and he rips up the mortgage because that's how laws work. <laughs> I guess she just owns the house now that he tore up that mortgage. Uh huh. Uh, so they lift up the Xerox machines in 1934 <laughs> they, Toyland. They lift up the veil, and it's Stanley. He married Stanley. Yeah. So he's like, I've been deuced. I've been tricked. <laughs> uh, I did. 
for some reason, because it's so obvious that that's what's happening, but they still, like, go through the whole ceremony, and, like, they yeah. let, let, let the joke live. Yeah. That, like, I thought it was kind of funny, because it's so stupid, like, of course, like, Laurel, is, like, his hair sticking up all over the place, he looks like, <laughs> looks like he just woke up out of bed, and he's like, oh, how yeah. you doing? It's just, I thought that was actually funny. So he's like, uh, well, I'm gonna go home now, and he's like, oh, that sounds good. He's like, you can't go. Well, what do you mean? Well, you married Barnaby, you have to stay here now. He's like, but I don't love him. <laughs> he plays really well. He's oh like, yeah, oh. that's why these are two of He's the. Really you know, worried about this. These yeah. were two of the best comedians of their time. Oh man. Uh, the so. end. <laughs> Curtain drops, and suddenly it's the first gay, officially gay couple in Hollywood. Um, so, so then Tom Tom sings a song that I don't again. Even, singing, I don't even remember it happening, and I wrote down Tom Tom forgettable song number two. Um, yeah, it, that's the unfortunate thing with most of the songs in this. So these are songs from the original 1903 opera that you're talking yeah. about, right? Okay, there were so 20, this is a direct adaptation. So- no, there were 20 songs in the original opera, this but they only like used six songs. They only used four for the movie. Oh my god! But some of the Could music, some of the background music, apparently is like from the songs, but. What was the suicide rate of people who attended the 1903 <laughs> version of this? They didn't have any other entertainment, so... Oh, seriously, you don't have PlayStation to go home to. No, you didn't this, have fucking Netflix it, or... Oh, man, that's tower. <laughs> that is depressing. That's right. Randy had books. I mean, come on. People, Thank God for the world people, of books. People loved Gone with the Wind back then. <laughs> Jesus, you know, that's so, good point, yeah. Um, we need to do Gone on the Wind someday because I still have not seen that. Yeah, whole thing. I haven't seen it, but I know and it's I almost again hell. talking old racist movies, but yeah, geez. my wife anyway. tried to watch it like a year ago and was she like, like, "This movie is awful." Oh, okay, okay, this is the first yeah. time she was watching it. Yeah. Too. Um, so I'm trying to think exactly what happens next because well, we get some close-ups of Barnaby and he looks like he's like halfway into his werewolf transformation. Just yeah. Well, I think it almost seems like it's the more hairy as he gets on through the movie, the more like they fuck up his makeup because towards the end of the movie he looks like kind of like a goblin almost. Yeah. Well, um, then we get a scene of him and like the little person, and like the little person whacks him in the face with a mop accidentally. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he kicks him over and he's like, "You terrible dog, pig, blah, 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 blah. pig." <laughs> I'll kidnap one of the little pigs. Presumably, this one of the little people was also playing one of the little pigs too. Uh, but this yeah. is yeah, when Silas is coming with the idea of yeah. like he always oh, got to frame Tom Tom yeah, by kidnapping one of the kidna- pigs. You you know what the the penalty is for pignapping, don't you? Which why do they have a whole law for pignapping? How many times does this happen? Well, there used to be yeah. six pigs. Now there's only three. There's a reason why. Yeah. Um, um, but, have you ever uh, seen Black Mirror? No. That's that's relevant to this conversation. Okay, um, but he's like, uh, I'll kidnap one of the little pigs and and hide him in Tom Tom's house, and then he'll get exiled <laughs> to Bogeyland. <laughs> uh, uh, Which I love that Silas still thinks he can get a little Bo Peep even after all this. Yeah. Stuff. Like all you need, to, really, the only problem is he just needs to get rid of Tom Tom. Yeah. Um, so 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 he goes to the. The little pigs' houses. Again, great cartoon logic here. Yeah, and like the knocks on the 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 door or the window of the brick house, and the pig... oh, does he actually steal the smartest pig? No, no, no. He like that pig opens the window, and I forget what it does. It you fire a gun at that Silas? No, I don't Get remember. The, the first one again. does something, and then he go he goes to the next one and knocks. So on it's the like wood reverse one, big bad, and wolf. he opens that up, and like that one hits him on the hand with a hammer, and he's like. And the next one he goes up, the straw one he goes up to and blows on it and oh, knocks okay, the house yeah. down. And it's like yeah, he's not incredible. being very stealthy about kidnapping these this pig. This is also happening like in the middle of the square in the middle of the day. Yeah, like you, it's you, not like you he's... think the pigs would have been like, "Hey, yo, Tom Tom probably didn't kidnap our brother because 
Barnaby was like trying well, to assault us last night. Yeah, trying to like drag us out of our houses. But yeah, yeah. Oh. so he throws the pig in a sack and and takes it back to his place. And he beats he's the like... sack against a tree for five. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, um, he's he's like take this hat and this sausage into into uh, Tom Tom's house. It'll prove that not only did he kidnap the pig, but that he ground him up in sausage, <laughs> uh, which. Raw sausage too, because yeah. later on we get yeah. a, we got a shot of like the the pigs all sad and they're crying, and these masks are somehow more terrifying <laughs> than the previous masks. When you see them in close up, you see the human eyes, and yeah. the it's like obviously not connected to the mask. And they and dumped again. water on it to make yeah, it look like they were crying. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so then, yeah, it's, this 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 movie is like it's it's not grotesque until it stops for stuff like that. Then suddenly you like realize like how gruesome this movie is again, yeah. and then yeah. So so um, the old King Cole's like, you knew the penalty for pignapping. Why'd you do it? And Tom's like, I didn't. I'm innocent. I tells you, innocent. Yeah. Uh, Why do your hands smell like Bo Peep pussy? <laughs> um, so uh, Laurel and Hardy go and sit down next uh, outside of. I don't know some building, and, and they start eating the. Well, evidence. they take they take the evidence, and the the guy can't find his keys, so he's like, "Watch that for me," and he goes away, and uh, uh, Stanley picks up the sausage and like starts eating it. He's like, uh, "What does he say?" He he's, says it doesn't taste like pig; it tastes yeah, like pork. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "It's it's like raw sausage too." Which <laughs> watching that, I'm like, "1934 yeah. raw pig sausage." I'm like, "All these like, why? That's neither so- sausage nor pork. That's beef." <laughs> I've got an idea. Barnaby's got a hand in this. I'm like, "No shit, Sherlock." <laughs> uh, and uh, Bo Peep like throws herself on Old King Cole and does like that very cliche line. He's innocent. I tell you, innocent. Uh, don't send him to Bogey Land. Yeah. But they're gonna send him to Bogeyland. Uh, so Tom does get thrown down there. I can't remember exactly yeah, they take, how they who because everyone eventually kind of yeah, ends up down there. But they put him on a raft and take him to Bogeyland. And and Barnaby's like, "Hey yo, hey, how's it going, lady?" And she's like, "Fuck off! I hate you! I hate you so much! I hate your face!" <laughs> uh, so once Tom Tom has already gotten shit shipped off. Uh, Lauren Hardy come back with the pig and put him on chair and like we found him in Barnaby's basement and he does this great like <laughs> face <laughs> like I can't believe I've been caught like, total what? silent film <laughs> like what was his end game with this pig like you had him in your basement tied up like, if, I mean, if he had just beat him against a tree for five minutes <laughs> if, and, or if he had actually made him into sausage and ate the sausage yeah. unless someone like poked in his feces the next morning in his outhouse <laughs> it Toyland shit shit farm. Yeah. Um so Silas gets uh uh exiled. Yeah. Well and this is and when then, you actually is this the first time you actually see what it looks like outside the Toyland? Well, yeah, because a little peep peep she starts being super annoying, just constantly going, Tom Tom! Tom Tom! Running around, Tom Tom! Tom Tom! Running you know, like chasing you she's she roll you know, rows over this crocodile infested <laughs> That, Real fucking that, crocodiles, yeah, too. Not like fucking around. Yeah, that separates Toyland from Bogeyland. Um, oh, she just starts screaming Tom Tom over and over again. Do you think the bogeys just actually put the crocodiles to the, there to separate Toyland from Bogey? They're like, they're like, fuck these. Fuck this, <laughs> fuck this town. This yeah. fuck, fucking weird ass place. <laughs> Who truly is the evil one here? Yeah, exactly, is it the yeah. bogeyman or the Toyland? Yeah. Um, stare into the abyss. The abyss stares into you. Uh, um, so everybody, everybody in town starts chasing... 
Barnaby back to his house, and they're like, we'll go around, and Laura and Artie are like, we'll go around back and catch him, and they catch him going down a well, and, uh... At the Does bottom... Silas not get exiled, or he just escapes? Silas? Yeah, Silas. He, he just escapes. Oh, okay, okay, I thought um, he was actually... Yeah, he punished. pushes a button at the bottom of the well and, and okay, slinks out into the funny. caverns, which is where Tom Tom is, uh, in Boking Land is basically just a bunch of underground caverns. How does Bopu get down there? She chases him after after she finds out that oh, and the pig okay. was innocent. She, like I said, almost everyone dens, dens She doesn't, there. since the officials are idiots, she doesn't trust them to go get Tom Tom, <laughs> so she chases after him. Which she's not herself. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Even though she is also useless. Um, um, so Laura and Hardy are waiting at the top of the well. They're like, we'll wait here all night. And he's like, I don't want to wait here all night. And he's like, no, we're not going to. We're just telling him that we are. Um, just good lie like that. Yeah. So then, there's a scene that got cut out of like some versions of it, which is a song about I don't know why they decide to go to sleep in the the Bogeyland caverns. Is this also when the ghost wars show up? <laughs> yes. So a bunch of ghost wars, <laughs> which don't get explained. No. Nope. Start walking around and like transparent ghost wars. Yeah, looking at them going to sleep while he's singing, and then fucking fucking. Uh, uh, the Mr. Sandman comes in and starts throwing sand everywhere. He's also a ghost, and like he's really just like handfuls of sand just Again, flinging it. Everywhere. You're assuming that in 1930s, the audience is going, "Hmm, this makes sense. This is this is a logical <laughs> progression of the story." Anyone else? You're just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Why what? Why they, they know this is a bad place? They're gonna get eaten. Why are they suddenly go like singing songs to each other, willingly, essentially lullabying each other to sleep? Yeah, yeah. yeah but this is you said this is the deleted scene that got cut I, out. Yeah, most Prince. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, I can see why. Discovered later, but, yeah. But man, this is weird. I mean, this really has nothing a, to do with the plot. Full of weird this stuff. This is a true shapoopy. Yeah, just ghost wharves, male and female, just watching them sleep. And eventually, they like they fall asleep. And I guess the dwarves are like, "Well, I guess they're not gonna bang and peace <laughs> out because they were just hoping they get it on in their caverns, but they didn't." Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, so Laurel and Hardy, how do they end up down there? Well, they're they're standing at the top of the well, and they like, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he's coming up, and they're like, well, let's go down there and get him. He's like, I don't want to go down there and get him. He's like, I've got an idea. Let's drop a rock on him. <laughs> so, uh, again, you gotta appreciate the violence of this era of uh, filmmaking. Yeah, I think the line is, uh, let's drop a rock on him and make him dead alive. <laughs> So they huck a rock down because they're quick to murder. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and well, just they're be... outside of Toyland, the jurisdiction Toyland. They can murder her. They're what? Yeah, they're not going to get punished. Just to be sure, Stanley throws another rock down. Oh, and before they drop the big, he, as he's dropping the big rock, he goes, "Look out! Don't tell him to look out. What are you doing?" He tells him to come up dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go down there and find out that. Uh, he had slipped through this crack in the wall to into the cavern. So they go down there, too. Yeah. And once they go through there, Barnaby discovers Bo Peep and um, Tom Tom sleeping yeah. and just scoops up Bo Peep, like picks her up, and she's like, yeah! and starts. And it's just the most like, ah, oh, don't pick me. <laughs> like, what were you expecting to I'm happen female. her? What were you expecting to happen her near not her not to wake up and not to freak out that you're picking her up? What was it, the it, end so game if you cut out the sleeping scene, this makes it even more inexplicable that suddenly he happens across them both unconscious. Yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah. So um, both the swollen well, genitals no, all worn out, and beat to hell. 
<laughs> you could you fucked to death without, in a puddle of with, fluids. Without the song, you could assume that they've been lost down there for I a long guess time. So, yeah, got exhausted and fell Not asleep. Not a bunch but, of ghost wars. Watched but them. didn't sing themselves to sleep. Yeah. So um, then, then Tom Tom and Barnaby have this kind of pathetic fight. Which, come on, Tom Tom, you're a young fit man. He's supposedly an old dude. You should be able to kick his ass pretty good. Barnaby does get he the does fuck. he does do like an old 1930s like full arm extended <laughs> punch to Barnaby's face, and he's like, dude, <laughs> falls over. He falls off. Yeah, falls like six feet off of like a paper mache rock. Yeah, and, yeah. So they they both peace out, and Barnaby's like, oh. this is the end of the starts, movie too. Yeah, we're getting close. Starts yeah. beating his can against a, a giant rock. And boom, 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 and and then all the boogeymen start coming out, which is it's weird because it's bogey land, but they call them boogie the boogeymen. Man. Yeah, because back in the day they seemed to flip flop between bogies and boogies. Yeah, now it's always boogeyman. If and you I'll use tell the you, term about bogies. If you see this movie when you're like five years old, yeah, the bo the boogeymen are laughable now. Yeah, but when you're like five, well, I can see if you're... those fuckers are terrifying. <sighs> When you first saw this as a kid, you saw the black and white version too. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see that being because I could see these effects and everything being more creepy in black and white when everything's a little smoothed over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that because it is pretty kind of gruesome makeup. They have do kind of big melty faces and stuff. Well, yeah, even I mean, even they're actually just wearing as an adult, and plastic masks. Yeah. But even as yeah. an adult, they're still pretty fucking they're freaky. Not, you don't want to hang out They've with them. They've got even like as long adult. fingernails and they look. Their masks look like they like. Buffalo Bill skinned somebody and it just kind of yeah. melted it a little bit Did like Did you ever wask? see that episode of the Twilight Zone where the lady who's getting plastic surgery, she wakes up in a world full of pig yeah. people, so now that she's beautiful, she's ugly because she's the odd yeah. man out. They kind of look like those ugly like pig people. Yeah. Bit, like, but green, at least in the colorized version. Um, um, yeah, so, the weird thing is like Silas is somehow able to rally yeah, the boogeyman. Yeah, he's like in charge of them. Apparently Even they, can, though... they can sense his evil or something. Yeah, yeah, they should be eating his ass, but some for some reason they decided to join him in his quest to like hunt down people from Toyland and yeah. destroy them. So they start chasing them all around the caverns and eventually run into Laurel and Hardy and they'll go this way. And this yeah. entire time, Little Bo Peep is screaming her ass off. It's like, shut up and maybe they won't be able to find you. <laughs> You're running through mazes, caverns. Just shut up, Big fucking set, too. Like, that, uh, that, especially that main cavern hold that yeah. you really only seen in that one song when they're going to sleep that got cut out. Yeah. It's a huge fucking set. Yeah, it's it's a big set. And it's, it's for the time, nicely designed. Yeah, no. It, no, it the production really values good. for this movie, like yeah. everything designed and everything, like looks really good. Um, God damn. Uh, uh, so, so, so they get back... They get back to Toyland. They hop on the raft and get back to Toyland. And the raft, again, go, going across a river that's only like 10 feet wide, yeah. too. It's kind of funny. Um, uh, so And then then they get back to town, and everybody's like, yay, they're back. And it like, kind of seems like it's going to be the end of the movie for a yeah, brief second. Old yeah. King Cole's like, what's all this noise about? Oh, I oh, need oh, my oh. beauty sleep. And they're like, oh, sorry, sir. We were just celebrating the return of Tom Tom and, and Little Bo Peep. I like that. Nobody went looking for them. They were just all like, oh, well, they're gone. Let's we'll go to bed now. The six they're most all important night... people in this village have suddenly disappeared overnight. Yeah, yeah. they're all in their nightgowns and stuff. It's kind of um, like the Goonies, but yeah. it's fun. Um, so then they're like, oh, we got chased by bogeymen. And they're like, oh, what did they look like? And he's like, oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they got, they got snouts big and ears and, and big yeah. teeth. Really fixated on the big ears thing. Yeah, yeah, because that gets mentioned earlier, um, too. Yeah. So then everybody screams and run away, and it turns. They turn around, and it's because the bogeyman have broken through the gates. Which the two gate guards are like facing away from the gates. They just 
They're terrible. Dark. Like the boogeyman <laughs> hop on a raft. Yeah. Like, with with Silas for like ten seconds. Uh, that's kind of cute. Um. So yeah, boogeyman start tearing up toilets. Yeah. They just just kidnapping whoever they can grab and yeah. And, and they they do kind of go after the women. I noticed. There's a couple things where like women yeah. get scooped up. Yeah. They yeah. try to get the the baby who is yeah, from a baby the nursery. In a tree? Well, that's rockabye baby on the tree. Oh, is top. that what? The... Yeah. Oh. Oh, didn't get that okay. one. <laughs> yeah, no, I just like, why is a baby in a tree? Yeah. Okay. No, but uh, Laurel and Hardy go breaking. This is the worst episode of Fables ever. <laughs> Issue of Fables. Um, yeah, but it's the best episode of Once Upon a Time. This is true. It's not as good as End of the Woods. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, but the Laurel and Hardy break into their old employment offices yeah they say if this motherfucker's gonna fire us we're gonna get fired for the right reasons we're gonna so, fucking yeah so then they get again the movie toys kind of ends with this where you use the toys to fight the bad guys to yeah. save the day so then they get a box um, of what is written on the box steel pointed darts <laughs> big fat ones fucking too. huge darts essentially grenade sized lawn darts yeah and, yeah and take them outside and start doing the peewee thing where they hit them Hit it with the stick and knock That's, it, yeah. and just start jamming them into all these bogeymen's backs. And man, these fucking darts look like they would hurt, like because they're like six inch steel tips. They're tipped. meaty, fucking like they're darts, long yeah. darts, essentially. Yeah. yeah, that's they're not like just like <laughs> like it's not like in Shaun of the Dead where Sean gets a dart yeah, stuck in his head. A, it's only like a, yeah. like an inch long dart. This is like you will kill motherfuckers with these things. Yeah, and yeah. it's I do like that. You know, some safety is what taken because you can see like giant like backpacks underneath their exactly, the yeah. bogeyman's like. Although then again, fur. though, I guess it's easy to assume that some of those darts were probably real and probably missed those oh, like, yeah, safety for sure. paddings for sure. Because you're essentially like you're essentially throwing steak knives at people yeah. at that point. Oh god, I can imagine the damage that, that shit did on uh, some poor stunt and the guys. poor the poor monkey mouse like that's actually a great scene. Climbs yeah. into a blimp and loads it up with like explosive like little explosive things which he grabs like the box says like a little like dynamite or something like that yeah. but they're just like those little like a white paper of like uh, uh poppers yeah you can throw just at giant people. ones yeah but just like bigger uh which i noticed the the sound effects guys got a little confused because there's one or two times where uh, where uh boogeymen get hit by darts but it makes the, the, yeah. the popper sound which is actually kind of funny because like, you hear like <laughs> dark go into someone's fl- you see the dark go into someone's flesh and it makes the explosion <laughs> sound which yeah I that was kind of funny uh, but yeah you got this monkey in a toy blimp yeah a monkey in a Mickey Mouse outfit in a toy blimp throwing little bombs on me. And, like, they trained it to, like, use the steering wheel, too, so it's trying to <laughs> yeah, steer exactly. and shit. And you can tell it's still a real monkey. There's one or two times where it's obviously kind of doing a, pu- a, it's a puppet thing, but, like, yeah. oh, my God, that poor monkey. And then, oh. <laughs> then you see Laurel and Hardy, and they're not even bothering hitting it into the air and knocking it anymore. Yeah. He's just putting it on the ground. He's just slapping it <laughs> hockey style. Slap. Slap. <laughs> Slap. Well, just, after a while, they used, used up so many of these uh, fucking darts. After a while, yeah, they just kind of get tired and, yeah. Yeah, so then they're like, oh. oh, let's go get some more darts. We're out, and they run inside, and they they see the soldiers lined up there, and like, the soldiers! It does take a while from them to figure out, remember that they've got a hundred giant yeah. autonomous toy soldiers that will fight in a war for yeah. them. Yeah. So then they start pushing all the buttons on the back of the soldiers, and the soldiers start marching. Yeah. And we go from a, like... They turn into stop... Yeah, they turn into stop-motion soldiers for a little while. Briefly, as they yeah, too, yeah. So, I'm it's, it's nice they programmed these wooden soldiers to have a bloodthirsty killing drive to just, to seek just and just, destroy just, yeah. especially anyone who doesn't doesn't look like a toy person yeah, yeah. 
Because you'd figure they would just walk forward, but no, no, no they go out. They, they will they wreck people. There they, they will destroy themselves to get at someone yeah, to kill. Yeah. They're hitting bogeymans with the butt of their their guns. And yeah, threatening to like, stab them, and them, corralling them up. There's one scene where a bogeyman's laying on the ground, and you get a close up of his face, and just a soldier steps Stop on his face. <laughs> I think. I think it's just an empty mask. Yeah. 1934, <laughs> yeah, no, no re- union regulations. It could just be a poor guy just getting yeah. stepped on again by a wooden soldier with giant, like, fucking half-moon yeah. wooden feet. There's another um, scene where, like, a wooden soldier goes through a doorway and knocks its head off. Yeah, it's, it comes it's, out the other side with just a nubbin. It's Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah. And obviously for a moment it's a puppet, but yeah, yeah. Those, those, those soldiers will, man. Yeah, uh, I noted that it, uh, for a while there, for a moment, it almost turns into a zombie versus monsters movie, because, like, yeah, especially when like the 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 the, the soldiers are tearing themselves apart to destroy these monsters, it gets a little like, Ugh, that's a little creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so eventually, they these toy soldiers push all of the uh, the bogeyman back out of the gate and into the water where the crocodiles are. Yeah. Um, and this insinuated the crocodiles eat the bogeyman. Yeah, I guess I, I would guess so because because the movie wraps up so quickly here, it's yeah. like okay, because uh, uh, when they when when they discovered that they should like. Uh, turn on the the wooden soldiers to go after the bogeyman. They were loading a cannon up with darts to shoot, uh, which seems like a really bad idea because you're going to hit more than just the bogeyman. Yeah, if you're just going to fire it into a crowd, this is what but, happened with the Christmas addicts. Yeah, but Boston uh, massacre. All these like, go get the cannon. We'll give them a parting shot. <laughs> yeah. So they bring out the cannon, pointed at the bogeyman as they're all filled with darts, pushed out, lawn filled, darts, filled with giant steel darts, and they light it and. As it's as the fuse is burning down, it flips up and turns the other way, which seems like really bad design. Although, if you ever always <laughs> noticed, like, old cannons were like that, where they're just on that pivot point. Yeah. There's, there's no reason why you couldn't just take the barrel of the cannon, flip it over so it's pointing the reverse yeah. direction, and let it fire it, and whoever's then, firing and then it. And yeah. then it, it shoots off, and, like, he... he all he gets like a thousand darts in his backside, and it's just one of the most horrifying visuals ever. He's like dancing out, freaking out for a good like two minutes while uh, <laughs> while Laurel's just like plucking them yeah, out one by one like, out of him his body. Yeah, and that's 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 like the end goof of the movie, and it's over. As the smash cuts to end credits, end of Act One. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, in the, the the toy Babes in Toyland trilogy that never got finished. Um, yeah. So what what did you think of me forcing you to watch this movie now? Bill? I can see why because yeah. this is such a weird curio of what the fuckness. <laughs> it's not that crazy. I mean, like if you've seen old movies, you've seen yeah. shit like this before. But this is a very good example of like 1930s depression era, like the hell were they on they made this shit it's just a bunch of random people just like you know uh making uh the people who made this were on like tux and and fucking uh pepto-bismol they weren't on anything this is just their childhood (laughs) stories they're trying to bring to life but it just turned out a little more psychotic you didn't grow up on it so you're obviously not gonna like it as much as me what what did you i had a good time i don't know if i'm gonna watch this again anytime soon but it's definitely something (laughs) i would suggest to people especially if you want to have an old grandma irony christmas Uh, if you want to, hey guys, let's get the weirdest uh, Christmas entertainment you can get on hand. This is not a bad choice, especially with the colorized version, because like I said, the colorized version is actually pretty extra lurid and kind of gross looking. Yeah. You know, that colorized movie kind of way. And that while well, also watching this movie, like I said, the production values and everything are nice enough. I was kind of bummed. I was like, if they had made this movie like five years later, they could have yeah, been I in guess color. It would have really paid off. They had to like rent like every light. 
Well, I can in imagine. Hollywood to like the well, indoor scene. Uh, we were talking how big the uh, underground cavern set was, but just yeah. even the the set for Toyland, you like you never really get to see it that much outside of the opening where you get to see it all as one yeah. big set. But it's obviously like a big set the the size of an airplane hangar filled with like they built a whole little mini town. Yeah. Um, uh, I watched the trailer for it because it was one of the extras on a dvd oh, yeah. which please don't don't list trailers as extras or bonus materials <laughs> not, it's not an extra or a bonus interactive material. menus yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks dvd subtitles <laughs> yeah but uh in Plastic the case in the trailer the uh, <laughs> there's a phrase that i had to write down because oh, no. it was so beautiful it's so 1930-esque it says the balmiest <laughs> pair of toy makers that ever turned a zither the balmiest, so, the balmiest pair of toy is makers it balmy or that balmy? ever turned a zither. Balmiest. As in, the weather outside is balmy today, isn't it? Glad to and see. what the fuck is a zither, and how do you turn it? What? I'm sorry, excuse me, what? This movie kind of does smell like Werther's candy and old grandpa <laughs> socks and mothballs, and that is totally, that's totally like Mr. Burns speak. Of like, ah, turn on a ball. Uh, the bummiest pair of toy makers that ever turned a zither. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is totally like a Mr. Burns is what he grew up with when he was in college at Harvard or Yale or whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. Because um, I guess he, Mr. Smith, uh, Mr. Burns was born in like 1850. Yeah. Um, so I guess inside of the pigs' houses, there's a. Uh, images or photos of their mother and father, which are oh, respectively no. a plate of sausage. And a football. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Like I said, there's just, like there's some genuinely funny things in this movie. Yeah, that's so, funny. Yeah, I guess that, that's cute. I guess Hal Roach and Disney were good friends, which is how. Oh really? Yeah, which is how the Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf music was in the movie when that's the three point. little pigs I wasn't were even, playing. I, he got that, permission to use. Is that, that unique to that the, to that Disney cartoon? Yeah, I just assume you just that that's just a known song. I just no. didn't know that was. Oh okay. It's from well, the, that explains the from the cartoon. Mickey Mouse, the poor poor monkey. Dressed yeah, like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. That's that's weird because you think Disney wouldn't have he would have considered Hal Roach competition. Um, maybe yeah, once he I saw how anti-Semitic friends. the Silas Marner character was, he's <laughs> wow. like, I'm down with that. Um, um, I guess Barnaby was also he also reprised the role in a 1938 R Gang short. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell is it? Like, hop out of a book? <laughs> I'm gonna get you a bo- your dog. Huh? Uh. For, I don't understand why, but the European re-release was called Revenge is Sweet. What? <laughs> that doesn't even... You want to watch the childhood classic Revenge is Sweet? I mean, I guess Silas does try to get revenge with the by bringing the boogeyman to toilet, but like... Well, that's the other thing, too. Uh, this is also known as... March of the what? The, March of the t- Wooden Soldiers. What, yeah, so soldiers, if you're yeah. looking for this, it's under a couple different titles, yeah. because I'm assuming they just tried to... Is this movie in public domain? No, it, it for a long time people thought it was, okay. but like no. It's oh, not. I assume maybe it did go into public domain and people just published under a random titles. It might be like at the last this eighty point, years, but like when they started like pushing it hard in the eighties, not so much. This so. movie is like an old dark house ride of a movie, though. Like no, the Christmas this, movie. This is way more enjoyable than Old Dark House. No, not the old. Not I'm not saying that it's like the Old Dark House, the movie, but like an Old Dark House ride at an amusement park. Oh, okay. Like gotcha, kind of creepy, yeah. spooky, like spooky, creepy, a little, but not like super scary, but still a little yeah, eerie. Yeah, it, well, like, it's the kind of thing like when you went to an amusement park in the 1930s, like, and if it was this, you'd be like, "This is awesome! Yeah. This is the greatest place ever." But if you went there now, you'd be like, 
This place is kind of fucked up. This... I think somebody died in that well. Yeah, it's at, yeah. <laughs> and like watching this stuff, like it's easy to go, ha ha, this is old, this is stupid. But at the same time, like, yeah, I can see why like generations of people growing up with this movie, this is like the closest, like this is before like there were Christmas staples like like we have, like Rudolph the yeah. Red-Nosed Reindeer or Charlie Brown Christmas or any of the big Christmas movies. This is, I could see why this is a, kind of the default children's entertainment for people mm. for like a long, long, long time. So um, as far as accidents go. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stan Laurel fell off of a platform and tore a bunch of ligaments in his right leg. Huh. Uh, Did they say doing like doing what scene? No, because it doesn't look like he does any kind of crazy like high fall prat falls or anything like the, that. The the guy Stan Laurel being the skinny one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the guy that played Barnaby got hurt in a bar fight. <laughs> what during during the filming? Um, he must have turned twenty one during filming. Yeah. Just, yeah. The assistant director slid fifteen feet off of the old lady's shoe. What? And tore what? ligaments in his left leg. Fifteen. This one as tall as that shoe is. Yeah. Yeah. He must. Wow. Jesus Christ. Old King Cole. Yeah. He, he was required to How laugh the hell a lot. Did he... oh. So he laughed so hard he ruptured muscles in his stomach. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oliver Hardy had his again before tons- unions. <laughs> Oliver Hardy had his tonsils removed the day after filming wrapped. Jesus. Uh, and Hal Roach had an appendicitis. So there were a lot of it's issues. Like a fucking cursed <laughs> set there, Jesus. Or or upset in the 1930s. Which is saying a lot because I'm sure they made this movie in eight days. It's kind of like one yeah. of those things. Um, fuck. Okay, yeah. that was. You know, it's 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 big. It's dumb. It's stupid. I, I it's, still love this us. movie. Yeah, I still love it. So when do you see? So I don't you first know why. As a little, it, little kid, how, when was the last time you'd seen it? I don't yourself? even remember the uh, first time I saw it. Yeah, it's, it's just that it's, it's, interwoven it's, with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last time I saw it. I don't remember within the last in a couple 10 years. years. Yeah, okay. a couple of years. I don't know if you'd seen it since the last time, since you first started suggesting that I watch it. Ah, oh, maybe, but I don't remember. Man, this mean you know what this means next year? You got to watch Little Women for Christmas, though. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Little Women's not quite as creepy as this. I Makes... would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> just, just um, fucking the Little Women putting on pig masks. Exactly. And stalking yeah. Stalking people oh, to kill. Oh my god. But yeah, no, this was enjoyable. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, it's a definitely fun. a head trip. I don't know if oh, you yeah. put it on for fun, but as just like. A uh, anthropological. I could see you putting curiosity. it on for like background noise and yeah. Every now and then, if you have people a Christmas at, party. It's good background. At the party turning and going. Oh! What the <laughs> hell? Is, why is a monkey dropping bombs on a bunch of ape men? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also Laurel Hardy, they're still kind of cute and funny. Even yeah, that's all like oh, Schmitter. It's vaudeville and Schmitter. I I love vaudeville. Yeah, I I adore how how finely those guys crafted every single joke and every little nuance of their comedy. Because like, their reactions to each other are so finely honed, you can tell yeah. that they've been doing this for like a good like like decade or two, where it's yeah. just like ah oh, like little reaction things and yeah, where it's not like the movie plot really stops and it's just them doing shtick for a yeah. couple minutes every every. Yeah, I would say if I mean if you enjoy if you enjoyed this, like seek out some actual like just straight up lore on Hardy stuff because their stuff. Yeah, is, are you familiar with much really Laurel and Hardy stuff? Like, are you fans of any other movies they did, or are you just gonna this kind of like your big Laurel and Hardy? It was more movie. shorts for them. Their yeah. movies, like they did something called what was it, The Flying Deuces or something like that, or Flying Dutchman or something like that uh, that my dad had and <laughs> the um, Air Dookies. I watched the piano deliverers a lot when i was little which okay. was them that's trying a short to, not a film yeah them trying to deliver a piano to a house where that a a familiar. grumpy motherfucker wouldn't let them deliver it 
but his wife had ordered it as a surprise. Yeah. So it goes back and forth of them trying to deliver this piano and this guy trying to stop them. And yeah. eventually he smashes the piano and she's like, oh, I got it for you for a gift. And he's like, oh. He's, uh, you obviously don't feel bad for him because he's obviously probably he's beats her every yeah. night. But yeah, they have some some really good shorts. I, I, I think they hold up as about as good as any other comedy. These are your kind of, of favorite, like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, like film troops, like comedy troops over, like you know, the Three Stooges or anything like that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Three Stooges. Yeah, it's a weird question to ask because it's not like you have that many famous, like Depression era comedy acts to well, choose from. This, but there's this, Little Rascals, yeah, Little Rascals, that kind of old timey um, kind of like, which we're all fans of, like the aesthetic, but it's hard to sit down and say, yes, this. I mean, these guys are my favorite. Because I mean, this Abbott film, and Costello came later than them, but yeah. I, you still kind of lump them into that same generation because well, it's, it's all black and white and yeah. comedy duos. And again, straight man, skinny guy, goofy. Yeah. Well, Laura and Hardy, they're both kind of goofy. That's kind yeah. of one of that, what I like about them. It's not like That's the thing. It's not Costello? like it's not like Abbott and Costello, where one of them's really goofy and the other's like, "Hey, the other stop being a like, goof." Uh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. yeah, you go back and watch Abbott and Costello, and it's kind of like this. Which is, is not you very... know, but no, but it's amazing that guy does not break because that is a funny motherfucker. I need to go back. I still have not seen any of the Abbott Costello like uh, their their uh, monster movies. You haven't seen any of them? No. Oh, those are brilliant. Um, those are absolutely brilliant. All, I love Abbott my... and Costello meet Frankenstein is one of my favorite movies. That's your choice out of all of them? Yeah. Maybe that next time well, we no, may I have, do that. I need to see Abbott and Costello meet the mummy because a lot of people say that's better than Is it. there only three? Because I know but, they do Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man too, right? Yeah, they did yeah. a bunch of meets once of that because that became popular. Yeah, that became the monster mashes. But, yeah. um... I mean, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein has Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Yeah. Reprising That's his the only other time you ever showed up. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, that one's really good. Yeah, next Halloween we'll have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So. So next, we already, I like how we already have scheduled stuff for next holidays. Next Halloween, <laughs> well, it's yeah. going to be uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's going to be uh, Little Women. It's going to be Little <laughs> The spooky movie, <laughs> Little Women. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was Babes in Toyland or Babes in Tail- also Toyland. known as Revenge is Sweet. <laughs> You should post this as Revenge of Sweet. Revenge of gonna... Sweet. <laughs> like all oh, sweet, read. sweet revenge. Revenge is sweet. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I'm glad we watched this. This was definitely remarkable to do a stupid little film. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still... I I'm, really I'm up it. for any old time. It makes me happy, this movie. That's... It's weird. It's like watching this window as a window into your soul. Yeah. Like, yeah. See the beating heart of Daniel Rudis here a little bit in this movie. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I have anything like this for like in terms of Christmas stuff where it's Christmas. Like I like well, I like watching Evan Otter strip and Christmas, but I don't know if I have a weird slice of Christmas weirdness like, like this. I, said, I like don't you consider have. this a Christmas movie. No, but it I just can takes, see it's just kind of and I can see why it is. And forcing you to watch it during Christmas time was just a ruse to get you to watch it. I mean, it would have been weirder to watch this in July. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, when this it takes place. Yeah, yeah, but it's just I think it's because it's got that like jolly feeling about it's anything it. with toys and like toy santa, shows and santa shows up there's christmas yeah. gifts given and stuff like that yeah so but yeah that was a march of the what Tim do you think of the disney version i haven't seen it there my, my older sister was obsessed with keanu reeves for a while so she did rent the 1980s version what? with keanu reeves and drew, like a disney channel and drew version? barrymore what it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. If you want to see Keanu Reeves sing, babes, and hey babes, <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore babes try, try to sing. It is awful. Oh man, this is before he did Bill and Ted, dude. Yeah. This must have been what he did right before Bill and Ted. No, I I don't know much about the Disney version. I know that like there was a scene where they like uh, make a reference to. Abbott, or not Abbott and Costello, to Laurel and Would Hardy. Would that have been a remake of this? I don't think it's a remake. 
Okay. But uh, I know they reference. Well, I know that. they would have based it off maybe the opera or something like that. But oh god, I typed in Disney babes. And of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. But oh, that's actually pretty okay. But anyhow, how you doing there, Snow White? How you doing, Snow White? Mm, how you doing? Uh. So yeah, but but next week, uh, we're gonna watch some Muppet Treasure Island, which is really just an excuse to talk about Muppets for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> so much to talk about Muppets. Any excuse to talk about Muppets, <laughs> even and Muppet stuff is still yeah. Yeah, it's better. And Muppet yeah. stuff is better than anything else. So next week we'll be talking about Muppet Treasure Island. He is at Mudrin on the Twitter. Mm-mm-mm. I am at the Grumpy Turtle on Mm-mm-mm. Twitter. Uh, we got Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you want to contact us, those are things. Uh, thank you to those people who have sent in recommendations for stuff. Yeah, that's always uh, appreciated. We will add yeah. them to a list. We have a list of stuff that, you know, is ever growing. Glad Mira by Night appreciated the uh, Pirates of Penzance episode. Yeah. Even, even though she pointed out that my first comment is, where does this take place? <laughs> Despite, I, I And you th- threw me off with that because I was like, I wanted to be like, it takes place no point, in Penzance, doesn't it? No, but I was like, I've, what if I'm wrong? I'll feel like an way. idiot. I've never heard of Penzance Europe. <laughs> yeah. Or England. So, so yeah. yeah. But, uh... Yeah, feel free to send in in your recommendations, or if you love something, see if we love it too. So if you know, yeah, you're playing with fire there too, because then we're after like we know this listener loves this, but this was a piece of shit. (laughs) We'll try to be we'll try to be gentle with it, but yeah, yeah. But uh, thanks for listening, and tune in next week for Muppet Talk. Yes. So long. Uh, Bye bye. Keep filling those holes. Oh no, magic darts have appeared in this fat man's ass right here. What are we going to do? Oh, pull him out. See you guys. Bye.